You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Always. <laughs> All right. You've just crossed over into the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about some of the top trending stories, our survival picks, our fantasy go-backs of the week, and we'll preview some of the big games coming up this week in the NFL. But before we get to what's trendy case, let's get started with the tasty nug for the people. Oh, yeah, dude. If you were glued to the TVs last week, you had your freaking mind blown oh, like yeah. we were. But quarterback play dominated the week, dude. Seven QBs passed for at least three TDs and zero interceptions, the second most ever in the league. And the names on here that you know, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. Hell, I'm even throwing Kirk Cousins on there. But some (laughs) names you might not have expected. Mr. Blake Bortles, four TDs, no picks. Whoa. Jared Goff, three TDs, no picks. And Case Keenum for those Vikings. Nice. Dude. Impressive. I mean, there was a time period with our seven sets on the, on the, when you had to have your head on a swivel oh God, from, dude. from game to game as trying to keep up with the action as it was so, so incredibly tight last week. It was some awesome football, dude. All right, Case, let's move it on into the top trending stories of the week and get it started with the, the fact there's only two, but very impressive three and O football teams. It's the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Yeah, and the Falcons are lucky to be in that undefeated rank. Last week we talked about it. Eight games decided by six points or less, including two overtime games. And, dude, we were watching that ATL-Detroit game, and it was just inches away, man. Man. So many of the games went like that. But, hey, no one's going to look back and go, oh, you almost lost week three. It doesn't matter. They won, and that's a good start. That gets you pretty close to – uh. Not a guarantee into the playoffs. It's though. a lot, Casey. 73.5%. <laughs> no, <it>, <laughs> Since 1990, 73.5% have made it. But interesting fact, though, Casey, last season there were five teams to start 3-0 and and only one. Oh, yeah, the New England Patriots who advanced to the Super Bowl. Only one of those 3-0 and teams made the playoffs even. So you can find your way spiraling out. There's no question about that. 3-0 and uh, is an awesome start, but it is no lock for the playoffs, unless you're, of course, New England, then it's pretty much a lock. Yeah, it's just giving them the Super Bowl now. (laughs) There is a team, though, in the AFC that looks, you can't ever say anybody's better than the Patriots, but there is nobody hotter than the Kansas City Chiefs right now. And how about the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL, baby, Alex Smith? Dude does not get any respect, Casey, I'll tell you. But right now, he certainly deserves it. Obviously, the way he's got the Kansas City Chiefs playing. But Alex Smith, dude, leads the league in passer rating at 132.7 and completion percentage at 77.4. And he's been accused, obviously, in the past of being the safe guy that dinks and dunks it down the field. But he's actually fourth in the league in yards per attempt also. So he's getting big chunks as well, dude. He is really tearing it up right now. Alex Smith is playing at and at higher level than we've seen in the past. Oh, for sure. And they finally got a bunch of playmakers around him, too. But what's helping also is the rookie Kareem Hunt in the backfield, dude. This, this guy 
taken the league by storm. If you could go back instead of getting David Johnson and drafted this guy in your fantasy, <laughs> oh everybody's yeah, completely stoked. Dude. This guy's got over 400 yards rushing. And Dave, are you sitting down, bro? I am. Thank you. Eight and a half yards per carry, dude. That is freaking insane. Not to mention six touchdowns, three that have been 50 yards or longer. This cat, wow. Yeah, dude. Awesome, dude. I mean, and and we we did know that the Chiefs were a good football team. Obviously, I follow the AFC West closely, and the Chiefs won the division last year. They are actually eleven and one in the division over the last two years. So it's not a surprise that they're a quality football team. It is obviously the to the degree that they're dominating. Yes, but for in the surprise category, how about our Los Angeles Rams, dude? You mentioned six touchdowns for Kareem Hunt. Got Todd Gurley is the only other running back in the league right now with six touchdowns as well, dude. I mean, he is ripping it up. And this Rams team is cranking right now. Oh, yeah, dude. And Jared Goff, the first overall pick last year, rode the bench for the start of the season. Looked pretty rough at the tail end of last year. But, dude, he's getting it done. Third highest passer rating in the NFL right now, 118.2. And, dude, are you sitting down? Again? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. I remain the seated. Rams, <laughs> the Rams lead the league. And points, 107 points, dude. They are lighting up the scoreboard. Um, that's going to come to a stop this weekend, but right now they are getting it done. <laughs> this Rams team has a lot of fun, Dave, and I am hate to say it, brother, they are winning the battle for L.A. They are crushing it in the battle for <laughs> L.A., dude, and it really helps when you're not running a middle school or a high school <laughs> offense. Uh, Sean McVay's come in there, and he has really excited that offense. The way they're playing, uh, they, they're getting the ball, moving it around. Goff is looking very, very confident, dude. It's an impressive, impressive turnaround for a team that was utterly boring to watch last year, and they are lighting it up. Hey, uh, knock, knock. Yeah, who's there? Owen. <laughs> Owen who? <laughs> Owen 3, brother. We talked about the uh, the undefeateds. we got to talk about the winless. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it, dude. Um, surprise, surprise winless teams, I would say. I'll start with them. The New York Giants and the Cincinnati Bengals. These teams, a lot of time, uh, you know, a lot of people would obviously uh, expect them to be 3-0 and or 2-1, and uh, certainly 1-2, and but not 0-3. Not uh, so the Giants and the Bengals really starting off in a hole. Uh, but that's not all. Of course, we have the Cleveland Browns. Of course, we have the San Francisco 49ers in transition there. And then my uh, my my former San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers, they seem to have lost their way, Casey. They are also 0-3. So there are five teams right now uh, struggling at 0-3, man. And I, I hate to say it, but does that mean they're out of the playoffs? Can we just forget about it for the whole year, Casey? Dave. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> no. No, it was not. Don't count these teams out, dude. Since 1990, 73 teams with a losing record after the first three games made the playoffs. Two teams last year, Detroit and Miami, both got in. So you can make the playoffs or you can suck for Sam. Sam Darnold, that is. Yeah. Two paths you can go by, but in the long run, Dave, there's still time to change the road you're on. <laughs> you bet. That's very lyrical of you, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> plan one for the people, baby. I'm planting one down there. Heavy as lead. All right, Dave. Let's move this on, baby. We're going into their survival pool slash three strikes, and uh, we sweat. We sweat on Sundays. Oh, dude. It seems like every week it's... It's a struggle, but this one, no this one felt like a guarantee. But I guess if you look back at last year's playoffs and uh, the struggle that Tom Brady had against the Houston Texans defense, it's not a surprise 
that that was a close battle. New England over Houston in Foxborough, dude. Yeah, dude, it didn't look good. New England down most of this game, and they kept roaring back, but I figured it out, Dave. New England is just bored <laughs> with kicking the crap out of people. They need to make it more interesting. So <laughs> what's more interesting than Tom Brady down by a few points with two minutes left in the ball? Yeah. You know what's going to happen. They did come back. They saved us. New England got the 36-33 win on those five TDs from Tom Brady. Woo. And um, we live to gamble another <laughs> week, baby. <laughs> All right, man. The most for the most popular correct pick was Green Bay over Cincinnati. That was in Green Bay. That one was a nail-biter, too, as Green Bay pulled it out 27-24 in overtime. The most popular incorrect pick, Miami over the Jets. The Jets crushing the Finns 20-6, to dude. It wasn't even that close. Uh, so, wow. Some, uh, some devastating losses there. And moving into week four, the most popular picks are... Seahawks over Colts, Packers over Bears, and the Falcons over the Bills. Wow, Bills playing pretty good football right now. Yeah, right? All right, Casey, let's move it along. It's the go-back starts of the week, where we go back in time and say what could have been. For me, I actually, strangely enough, made all the right decisions. I had a nearly 50-point win. All of the starters that I selected outplayed every guy on my bench. I'm clean. Well, Dave, I had um, five people score four <laughs> points or less, but Woo! I was still able to squeak out a win. But I know everybody is dying to find out what happened in my other league. Okay. In my other league, I finally benched Russell Wilson for Derek Carr, and it blew up in my face. Russell Wilson with 41 big ones, Derek Carr with a total crap game, and I ended up taking a big L. Dude, God didn't like you not liking Russell Wilson. <laughs> blew it. I blew it, Dave. <laughs> well, just for the people, folks, it will be the lightning strikes, my lightning strikes against your foul boys this weekend, Casey. And the prognosticators have my lightning strikes crushing your foul boys <laughs> by 63 hundredths of a point. Those guys are on. You're in trouble. Uh-oh, Dave, but I did just look at the weather forecast for Sunday, and it's nothing but clear skies, brother. <laughs> Dark clouds coming, Casey. Dark clouds on the horizon. <laughs> All right, brother, let's get into the week four games. Some great matchups in week four. We're going to start it off with an NSC North battle, the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings, and right now the line is off. Yeah, dude, obviously the quarterback situation is unknown there uh, in Viking land, but I'll tell you what, um, either quarterback has been playing incredibly well right now for these Minnesota Vikings. Then The receivers, I mentioned them last week, these guys have really stepped it up. They're actually two of the top three receivers in the, uh, receiving yards in the NFL in Thalen and Diggs there. Uh, that uh, Lions team's playing real well. Yeah, dude. And um, you speak of the Vikings, bro. Dalvin Cook, dude, the rookie running back. Very exciting. 97 yards in a TD last week against the Bucks, And he's second in the league if there wasn't this guy, Kareem Hunt. Cook would be leading the league right now in rushing. Yeah, and you got those Lions coming into town. Um, obviously, they squeaked out that victory last week. Um, they ooh. lost last week. Oh, your boy Golden Tate. I know that you oh. were scoring fantasy That's points right. in your head. That was one of mine I cashed Dave. in on. Ouch, they came up just a little shy. Otherwise, uh, this Lions team's playing some excellent football. This is a divisional battle, which is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and they're really changing. I mean, they couldn't run the ball at all last year. Yeah. They're sticking with it this year, and it's paying off late. Matt Stafford's doing a wonderful job spreading that ball around, and the defense 
is lighting cats up too, man. This is going to be a fun game, man. They they got to keep pace with that those packs. So the winner of this is sitting pretty in the north, no doubt about it. Okay, up next, it's the L.A. Rams at your Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys at home favored by seven. Yeah, we mentioned the Rams, dude. Jared Goff is playing a lot better. Todd Gurley's really bounced back. They got Aaron Donald back, dude, and this guy hasn't missed a beat. This Ram team's got a ton of talent, and they have some new life infused into them, man. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, we've seen what Gurley was doing uh, uh, his rookie year. He fell off the planet last year. He's back right now, and you got to love uh, finally getting really Sammy Watkins accl- acclimated last week. He came alive, so this Rams offense is starting to really crank. Yeah, I remember someone not too stoked on that trade. I know. I was kind of down on that, eh? Revisionist. Uh, Must be someone else. (laughs) Someone else, yeah. Let's kick Uh, that guy off the show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you flip it over to the Cowboys, bro. On Monday night, I was out on the ledge. I was really bummed out how that game started, but they had to fight there. They came back and got a Grammy win against the Cardinals. But right now, dude, that line is looking to get the cohesion they haven't had. Ronald Leary was a great guard last year, man. He moved on to Denver, got paid the big bucks. Chaz Green in the guard position now. He just needs more reps. You saw him get more comfortable as the game got on. And Lyle Collins, a huge talent, but he's not a right tackle. He's learning the position. Those guys are going to get better. And as the game went on, they seemed to gel, too. And Dave, this defense for the Cowboys, man, it was a question mark. But the only question last night was could anybody stop Demarcus Lawrence? I'm not going to answer that question. No. No, certainly not last night. Not the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with uh, the defensive coordinator, Marinelli, how he, how he adjusted to the to the game there, really took away what the Cardinals were doing early uh, and made them really dysfunctional as an offense. You've seen uh, this Cowboys team not be able to lean on the running game like they did last year thus far. This Rams defensive front is really, really talented. Uh, I, I like the Cowboys, wh- the way they reacted last week uh, on Monday night to um, to move the ball around, let Dak take a little bit more of the load on his shoulders. And um, this is a lot more exciting game than it looked like when the when the season started, Casey, I'll tell you what. Big time, man. The Cowboys are going to have to bring it to beat these upstart Rams. It is going to be fun. Yep. All right, moving along, Dave. We've got an AFC South battle. Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. And the Titans are a point-and-a-half favorites on the road. Yeah, well, the way they've been playing, it's pretty dang impressive. You know, they've played some good uh, defense, but real, a physical, physical team. They can run the football. Um Obviously, Derrick Henry has taken on a bigger role than we anticipated. Mariota has been playing exceptionally well. This this Tennessee team is, if they can stay healthy, is a team that could be something to be reckoned with this year. Big time, dude, and so many weapons for Mariota. He's getting better each week. But Rashard Matthews, man, he had a huge catch for a touchdown. He's getting a lot of targets there. But DeMarco, man, we saw that huge touchdown run. The patience, even during mm-hmm. the run, setting up blocks towards the end. Totally. To the pay dirt, dude. He's not ready to concede that position, but that one-two punch might be the best in the league. And now we got the Houston Texans, dude. The way they played on the road against the Super Bowl champion Patriots uh, with a rookie quarterback playing much, much better than a rookie. Yeah. Uh, this this is a lot more exciting football game now than it looked like at the beginning of the year. Also, Texans playing some good football. This is going to be a tough physical game, dude. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson, dude, he's playing really well. And there's a lot of pieces missing there. They're banged up on the O-line. Yeah. They're pulling tight ends off the street. Lamar Miller's not had a great season so mm-hmm. far for him. And the rookie out of Texas, he's doing pretty well. But Dave, get used to hearing this. 
Watson to Hopkins. Watson to Hopkins, man. <laughs> this is going to be a combination, the Clemson combination down the road. This is a lot of fun. This team is fun to watch, and I really love the way uh, Deshaun Watson is trending, man. Good stuff. No doubt about it, dude. All right, up next, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens, and this divisional battle is always one that is physical and tough, dude. Pittsburgh yeah. on the road, favored by three. Dude, the head-scratching losses by both of these teams yep. last week. The, the Ravens got destroyed in London by the Jags, and the Steelers lose to the Bears on the road, but that might be the best thing that could happen to these, this game because both teams are going to be really focused here. But the Steelers, we've got to see more Le'Veon Bell, dude. Yeah. He's getting it going, but it's not quite there yet. But uh, I expect to see a lot of him come Sunday. Yeah, me too. No question. I mean, I think last week was the first week that Le'Veon really started to feel more comfortable. Antonio Brown uh, is still himself. It seemed like they missed Martavis Bryant on a handful of big plays last week that Ben normally hits. Um, so I'm looking for that to be a connection, too, so that that Steelers offense really starts to produce like we know they can. And then you look at the Ravens, dude. The first two weeks, they were just cruising by. Last week, couldn't really get anything going. Flacco to Macklin, um, they need to pick that up there. And then you got the questions at running back. West had been the guy for the last couple weeks. Buck Allen, we've been waiting for this guy to emerge. It looks like he might go ahead and snatch that job away from West. Yeah, surprise um, revelation. Harbaugh does not like going to London. Um, <laughs> I think he probably likes it a lot less now after what happened. Uh, as they got their butts handed to them by the Jaguars. Um, yeah, that was a, a baffling performance uh, in London for this Ravens team. But, you know, early on in the season, they yeah, they've gotten a couple of wins, but I was not really overly impressed with them. They just kind of skated by, and I don't know that they were the greatest uh, quality of wins. Uh, so this will be a significant challenge, but it is at home for the Ravens. Oh, yeah, man, it is always a great game. All right, Dave, up next, we got the Buffalo Bills at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are eight-point favorites at home. And, uh, Dave, here we are with the Bills sitting at 2-1. and one. Yeah, shocker, dude. Um, and they could easily be 3-0, and oh, as we've discussed. They mm -hmm. are close. This Bills team playing a lot better football than I anticipated. And, uh, obviously, putting the beat down on the Broncos last week was a wake-up call to anyone that was questioning uh, where the Bills were at right now. This team can play some physical, tough football and shut down the run. They're going to have their hands full this week, though. Yeah, dude, they're getting it done on defense, giving up just over 12 points a game. But on offense, Tyrod Taylor's taking care of the ball. But Shady mm -hmm. McCoy, you know he's the leading rusher, but he's also the leading receiver. That's not good. Tyrod's got to get the ball to some of those playmakers on the outside. Yeah, like Sammy Watkins. Oh, wait a minute. They <laughs> traded that dude away. Uh Sorry, I digress. <laughs> Going back to Atlanta, though, offensively, speaking of uh, offense that can light it up, this Falcons offense can really get it done. Uh, they're loving that new stadium, the Bird's Nest there, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, uh, again, at 3-0, and no sign of a hangover. No, and we were questioning if the offense could keep it going. Sarkeesian, the new OC, right. they, they lost Shanahan. They haven't missed a beat, bro. They might even be a little bit better. They're forcing the ball to Julio, but it's not a, a hard thing to do because he's just a giant downfield. And the one-two punch of Freeman and Coleman, 
man, it is just too much for teams to handle. Personally, I would like to see Freeman get a lot more because he's <laughs> on my other team. But here, there, man, this is going to be a fun game. But the Falcons better bring it. Um, this Bills team is going to be tough, but it's hard to beat Matt Ryan at home. No doubt about it. All right, up next, it is an AFC West battle with the Oakland Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Broncos at home favored by just two and a half. Yeah, both these teams coming off of brutal losses yep. the week before, too. Um, Denver looked so good against the Cowboys and didn't really have it there. But Oakland, dude, just got, I mean, the wow. crap kicked out of them in Washington. They looked terrible on offense, couldn't stop anything on defense. They got to get that run game going, bro, but that's easier said than done. This Broncos team leading the league in rush defense right now. So the Raiders got to take care of the ball, and it's going to be on car. And who knows what the status of Crabtree is. He took that shot yeah. and left the game last Sunday night. They're going to need him if they think they're going to um, beat the Broncos. Yeah, no doubt about it. This, if they're, I don't think they should count on their running game against that Broncos stout front. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for, De- De- uh, for Carr there to have a bounce back game after really not playing well last week. He should be back to the, the uh, first two weeks performance and they got to get those receivers uh, involved. They were dominant in the first two weeks, mm-hmm. and they got to get moving uh, through the air. And then we move it over to the Broncos on offense. Simeon, man, the first two weeks, he looked great, was making good decisions, got really taking care of the football. Not so much last week against the Bills. This is the Broncos' third home game already, so they got to get this win against the Raiders, um, being that it's divisional, but it's going to start with Simeon. But um, that defense is sick for the Broncos, too. Yeah, I got to echo your, your Simeon comment 100%, dude. He was really, really good in the first two weeks. Uh, just completely mistake-free, clutch on third down. And last week, he tossed up a couple of ridiculous passes that yeah. ended up interceptions, man. If they just play it close to the vest and they can run the football and, st- and play defense, that's the formula for this Broncos team to win this game at home. The crowd noise there is going to be insane. Yeah, and Von Miller getting uh, the flag on that. Um, oh. It was just a, a, a silly play between two bros. He is going to be highly... And I repeat, highly motivated. <laughs> Hopefully not too high, right? Okay. He'll be mile high, baby. <laughs> he will be mile high. All right. That is going to do it uh, for this episode of The Trend Zone. And don't forget, folks, there's a ton of ways you can check out the Football Radio Show. You can subscribe uh, to see our videos on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio for the audio. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And, of course, we are available at footballradioshow.com. He is Casey, I am Dave, and that is it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We are out of here.